Please listen carefully. Welcome to Unofficial WoHo Radio, a podcast by women's hockey fans for women's hockey fans. I'm Loren, and I'm here with my co-host, Tay. Hi. And, Sorry. <laughs> and Alice. Hey. What do we want to start with? Do we want to, like, dive right into the All-Star game and then do other things? Because, like, the All-Star game was kind of, like, the big thing that happened. Yeah, let's talk about the All-Star game. Okay. <laughs> so, the CWHL All-Star game happened this weekend, which is the... When did it happen? I can do math. Uh, the 20th of January was the game. <laughs> We're yep. recording this Monday night for those listening right now, the 21st. Uh, it will. This podcast episode will probably be released on Wednesday, Tuesday for $5 patrons. Um, oh, speaking awesome. of, I'm just going to give a quick shout out to our $5 patrons who are being super awesome we really really like thank you so much you're helping so much thank you to abby and al you are awesome and we really really appreciate you oh thank you keep in mind as you're listening to this episode that um tay and alice are sober lauren is not (laughs) Um, i had a day at work so we're you know i'm just having a little drink but not as much as our whoa ho ho in a bottle of rum episode but just just something to keep in mind. There may be some extra gems. <laughs> I may be a little more outspoken than usual. We will see. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> anyway, the, the, the All-Star Game, the CWHL All-Star Game happened this weekend. And I actually got to watch it, unlike a lot of hockey. I haven't had a lot of time to watch it um, games, so I was really happy I could sit down and actually watch this. Uh, the game was super fun. Let's talk about the game for a bit before we dive into the surrounding miasma. <laughs> All the nonsense. Yeah. All the nonsense. Let's talk about the fun part because it was fun. Uh-huh. So I was um, out of town for the entire thing and I was not able to watch. Can y'all tell me what happened? <laughs> oh, right. The Inferno players did better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. I'm about it. I was having a great time. <laughs> um. Brianne Jenner got a hat trick. I was very excited. Yay! Um, I was I was cheering for Team Purple. They lost four to eight, but you know what? They have better jerseys. Wow. So that that is true. The gold jerseys were very loud and like yeah. in your face. Like um, it was it was okay, but like I think they could have brought it down a tone or two. If any of you watched the draft, <laughs> um, somebody people were talking at the beginning like. Um, I can't remember who it, it might have been Anastasia Busis, who is the MC. She said, like, um, uh, Bridget Laquette will have uh, the purple jerseys and Liz Knox will have the yellow jersey. And somebody in the crowd, I don't know who, yelled out, It's gold! <laughs> <laughs> they are gold jerseys, they are not yellow. You know, they should have oh, they should have committed and they should have made them like sparkly gold. That would have yeah, been like- so good. Get some some glitter in there. Like, come on. Oh, um, my kingdom for a sparkly jersey. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, yeah. Very high-scoring game. Team Gold kind of ran away with it in the beginning. Mm. And then Team Purple started to come back. But they, they just they couldn't get her done. 
Um, probably the highlight of the game for me was Liz Knox and Nora Ratu trying to change on the fly. Oh, like, yeah. And they were, they were so committed to doing it because, like, Liz Knox came out and was trying to make it. And then um, Team Purple got the puck back and she ended up allowing a goal. So play stopped. Mm-hmm. So did Nora Ratu and Liz Knox change after the play stopped? No. Oh, the puck had dropped again and they changed on the fly. Like, they were committed to that plan. The best uh, part is that she tried to leave, like, once or twice before, like, yeah. finally going, and she still got caught. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I think I think Nora Ratu got scored on, like, 30 seconds after that. So, like, it was, like, the goals that Purple scored first were, like, kind of, I don't want to say easy, but... The goalies were in a, you know, little yeah. more, little more distracted than they normally would have been. Yeah, but you know how how often does a goalie get a chance to change on the fly? Exactly. Never. That's that's what all star games are for. They're for having fun. Yeah, I love um in all star games in general because I think this happened in 2014 with Charlene Labonte um when she was an all star captain and an NWHL all star captain did it and I can't remember who but. Like when goalies are voted as captains for all-star games and they do the face-offs, like they go and instead of like, you know, doing a like puck drop, they cover the puck, which I just mm-hmm. find really cute every single time they do it. Yeah. Was yeah. That- I was really hoping Liz Knox would do that. Was um, it Brittany Ott that did that? Mm. Oh, maybe. I feel like she was a captain at the NWHL all-star even. Yeah, I think so. Because I know it was Charlene Labonte because there's like a video. Yeah, there's that there's that gif. The really bad quality gif, which is funny because there's like HD video out there somewhere. So, but there's this really bad gif of like she does it, and then there's like a moment where like the people who drop the puck don't get what she did. They're like, "Why'd you drop down?" And they're like, "Oh, she's a goalie," and they all burst out laughing, and it's great. <laughs> um, also, Team Golds, um, they had to have a pre, not a pregame, a during game <laughs> meal, very healthy <laughs> meal. For pro athletes, they pulled out, which ironically, I think we're in, we're like the purple package of Skittles. <laughs> oh my goodness. I guess I, I totally think... missed that. Oh, um, I, I only heard about it because they were talking about it on the broadcast. Oh, and then I later, mean... later somebody posted photos. Okay. I muted the broadcast after the second time that the Lake Canadians was said. I mean, like, I don't, like, I I like their commentary usually, but it's just, like, I'm so sorry, but this is also the second time you've mispronounced Laquette, and I can't deal with it. Um, you- with the commentary and, like, the coverage in general, I didn't like that when it came to, like, the coaches, they only talked to, like, Glenn Healy, Jerry D, who was the other guy? Who knows? Chris Joseph. They only talked to, like, those guys. And they, they like, they, Charlene Labonte didn't get any screen time except for when she was like in the background of a shot or something. And I'm just like, why are you not putting the focus on the women you have involved? Like, it's a women's league. Yeah. When Jerry D came on the commentary, I just muted it and I turned on um, H Bomber Guy's Twitch stream where he was raising money. And he raised uh, $340,000 for a um, trans charity in the UK. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh. That's 
Amazing. So over a quarter of a million dollars raised for trans charity, uh, which you can still go donate to them, Mermaids UK. I muted the commentary and listened to that instead, and it was better. Sorry. <laughs> Overall, like, I didn't have a problem um, with, the, with the commentary. Like, um, I feel like it's, it's probably a hard job. Like, I certainly wouldn't want to do it. Like, I can barely talk on a podcast that gets edited and... <laughs> Allison knows most of the dumb things I say, which is awesome. Um, but educational moment for you, because this is one thing that did bother me on the broadcast, um, is they mentioned more than once that Bridget Laquette is the first Indigenous woman to play hockey for Team Canada um, at the Olympics. And which, like, Bridget, La- Bridget Laquette, that, that is a great achievement for her to be there. However, that statement is not correct. Um, she is the first First Nations woman to play for Team Canada in hockey at the Olympics. Um, Jocelyn LaRock is actually the first Indigenous woman to play for Team Canada, I believe, because she is Métis. So Indigenous includes like Inuit, First Nations, Métis, but First Nations and Indigenous aren't the same thing. Like they're not interchangeable. Just one thing to keep in mind. I have seen this also happen in like, um articles about her and every time i i write i see it i write it and i'm like you got this wrong and they usually correct it so i'm pretty sure i'm right on that yeah it's just like a little thing that is kind of like the like the the lay canadians like it's not that big a deal because like she's english like whatever but it's just a small little detail that rubs me the wrong way because it keeps happening to someone who does like she does I can't remember her name and it's not important but the commentator like she's fine she does a good job it's just she does do do the commentary for the uh, the play-by-play for the CWHL games on Sportsnet and she keeps saying the Lake Canadians and it's I don't know it just bugs me a little <laughs> um oh another another funny Sportsnet thing this has like nothing to do with the commentary but I was on their Instagram because on their story they were posting things from the game I don't know if any of you saw this but uh Team Purple um had Emirates Mashmeyer lead them out onto the ice I don't know if it was for warm-up or like for the actual game but they basically they they all stopped after she stepped on and like made her skate around by herself, which is usually like a rookie thing. And Sportsnet posted a video on their story and captioned it like Team Purple gives their captain the rookie treatment. And it's like Emirates Mashmeyer isn't their captain. <laughs> oh my goodness. No. <laughs> got got those teams switched up. Yeah. So whatever whatever um the CWHL is paying Sportsnet. In some ways, I don't think they're getting their money's worth because they get a lot of things wrong, even if it's just minor things. But yeah, it's just like it adds up like like fine, like people make mistakes because there's a lot going on. It's not like they do constant coverage, but like after a while, it adds up. And at the end of it, you're looking like, can you at least get the name pronunciations right if you're doing play by play? Like you should be getting a list of this, although that might be the league not stepping up and doing that. And we can segue nicely into the media problems that happened for the around the all-star game yeah so okay i know that y'all have like problems with the game and like commentary because y'all got to watch it um (laughs) oh i have problems with how the cwhl decided to treat the media because my polite southern ass has an issue with them inviting 
media and then not giving them access to any kind of media specific anything yeah it was nothing it was this weird moment of like you know they said they would get access then they didn't and they like then all of a sudden the like they didn't have access to the press box they didn't get to go to the draft they didn't get like things like who was who had what number which is like a basic thing you should have. They had to sit around and like help each other figure out what player was like, which player was what. And that not to mention they were doing all of this while sitting in random seats because they were essentially just given free tickets to the game and had to, and I watched this on Twitter because they talked about it, move seats as ticket holders showed up and kicked them out while they were trying to report on the game they'd like showed up to report on. Like, okay, apparently, like, not having access to the press box wasn't, like, the COHL decision. That was, like, Scotiabank, because Scotiabank owns the rights to the arena now, and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Um, So that was, like, apparently not... The press box wasn't their issue. But at least, like, if you know that's happening and you want media to cover your sport, at least, like, rope off an area for them or something. Like, designate an area for them to work in. Right. Like, don't just be like, oh, yeah, you can come, but you have to move out of your seat if there's a paying ticket holder there. Like, oh, my goodness. That's. And in this case, like, it's not even like, oh, we'll have to kick people who bought tickets out of their seats. There's plenty of. Like, I was watching on TV. Like, it's a giant arena. Maybe 6,000 people showed up. Less than the previous years, just to note. Mm -hmm. So they could have easily said, hey, like. We had some issues with the press box. You don't have to explain what. Um, like, can you move this way? We'll give you a free puck or something. Like, it's not that difficult. Yeah. And considering the amount of exposure and good, like, faith you get with the press in exchange for, like, telling a few fans, hey, we'll give you, like, a free whatever. Just move over three seats. Like, like these are the people that are in charge of telling the story of your event. If they don't have a good time, if they feel unwelcome at an event that they're supposed to be at, you're not, you're literally not going to get good press. Yeah. And okay, this is what I was going to say. So the CHL, they're always going on and on about how they want like mainstream media to cover them. So, like, I don't know if they expect like Sportsnet or TSN or ESPN or whoever to like come and cover their league. I don't like, I don't know why they seem to be expecting and wanting that kind of coverage. But then also like not doing anything for like the small, like the, the smaller media that wants to cover them and already gives good coverage and detailed coverage. Like I don't want to read an article on Sportsnet because all it is is like, oh, we asked this player what they think about one league. We asked this player what they think the biggest like thing that's holding me talking back is. Like I don't want to talk about that because or read about that because there's already been fifty thousand other articles written about it. Like, if there's a hockey game, I want to read about, like, who scored what goals, um, what was going on on the bench. Like, I want to read about Liz Knox pulling out Skittles for her team and changing on the fly. <laughs> I don't want to read about one league. I've read enough about one league. I could, like, never read about it again for the rest of my life, and it would still be too soon. Like, <laughs> right. And- the CWHL is devaluing the work in, of, of people that have been covering their league for years. And that's really disappointing to see. Like, oh, like, oh, man. Because, like, women's hockey fans are already, like, at least the ones that I know, are already reading, like, the Victory Press and the Ice Garden and the whoever, Pension Plan Puppets and all those. 
mm-hmm. like they're already reading those like that's that's where we get our content yeah like like we're already accessing that it's not like it's like i just uh, it's that, that comes from people who are on the ground people who are at games and know what they're talking about because they've been here for years like they, they have the experience and they don't ask oh what player are we talking to like minutes before the scrum starts there is uh, i don't think we've mentioned it before there is the women's hockey media association which was made in response to the leagues being not good at dealing with the press because this has been right. like a chronic issue with both leagues frankly obviously the c has um, like a history of more problems because it's been around longer, but there's been like constant issues with both of them. So the Women's Hockey Media Association uh, was not happy with all of this as they should as they should be. So they actually ended up giving a statement, which I'm going to link in the show notes. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but some of the problems they had were, um, yeah, no team rosters provided, which like Difficulties with player interviews, including being rushed out in the middle of an interview and not being able to interview specific players that were pre-requested beforehand. Um, no overview of events slash league, which is a missed opportunity, especially th- for media that has never or rarely covers the CWHL. And when it came to like the scrum and things like that, like it was really haphazard um, from what I've heard. Like they'll br- they bring out like three or four players randomly. They get to ask a few questions and then leave. And like that's like I get the media can be annoying, but like it's better than not having them there at all or having them like actively dislike you because you make it so difficult to deal with, like for them to deal with you. And like here's the thing talking to media could be annoying, but for events like this, for sports, like that's for people who didn't get to watch the game. You know what I'm talking about? Like, if you weren't there, if you didn't know what happened, that's something that's going to be around after the game ends. You can go back and, like, read that. You know? It's almost like archival. It's important. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's a lot of problems when it comes to these leagues devaluing the, like, constant small local media they get and, like, you know, begging and, like, you know, begging for scraps from like Sportsnet or like TSN, which will only ever give them like one piece on one league every year. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. disclaimer. This isn't a NWHL versus CWHL. It's just an example that I've seen. The NWHL has like started to mention uh, local press mm-hmm. and local coverage they get and like mm-hmm. deliberately like call out, like not call out, but like thank various reporters oh. who've been doing consistent coverage and like linking to their articles. And I'm not yeah. saying that that makes them better than the CHL. I'm just using that as an example of like thanking the local coverage that is helping keep your fan base like interested. It's really nice to get bigger coverage because that does help reach new people. But you want to keep the people that you already have. And if you make it nearly impossible for people who aren't like around, like in the like who can't go to games to follow your league. You're missing out on a massive fan base and revenue because I've bought like I barely go to like one CWHL game a year, but I've spent like over a hundred bucks on merch from both like the C and the N. So you're just missing out and it's really frustrating and it's really easy to have fans not care when they could, you know, I don't want to say like, oh, you know, and like blah, 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 NHL, but it's really easy to turn on the TV and watch like one of the five NHL games on. 
you know, and just lose yourself in like mindlessly consuming that because they make it easy, which is obvious because mm-hmm. the N- NHL is so established. I don't want to compare them in terms of that. But if you're like actively making it difficult for the media to cover you, then it's really hard as a fan for me to be like, oh, I should talk about them more. Yeah, no, no. I get that. Um, Somebody on Twitter, I wish I, I really need to like start like bookmarking my tweets because sometimes I see something I'm like, oh, we should talk about it on the pod. And then I, I don't save it and I forget who said it and everything. Mm-hmm. But somebody was mentioning on Twitter, a uh, women's hockey writer, um, that like the CDOHL has had like a different, I guess, kind of like head of communications or something like that every year for the past like couple of years. And that like might be like a reason why they're so like disorganized and stuff. So then I, I said this to Tay before we started recording the podcast, but like, do you ever like see the CDHL pulling something and you just think like Sasky Stewart would never have let this happen? All the time. Like, oh man. And yeah. I see I see you like writers too say it all the time. Like everything, like in terms of like their accessibility kind of I guess like went down after Sasky. I think she joined the Leafs. Yeah, and now she- yeah, she joined the Leafs. She's not with the Leafs anymore. I think she's still looking for something, so hire her, please. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and, like, a, a lot of it is, like, paying people to do stuff, which I get is hard to do when you're small, but a large chunk of it is also just being, like, open, which is hard to do when you want to be professional, but even just saying, hey, like, you know, the press box wasn't available we realize this is unfortunate here. We're going to try at least try and do something else. Like just showing that you're going to make an effort because like you want to do that is better than nothing. Like just, and I get like, people don't want to do that, but like fans will stick by you, like not no matter what, but fans will stick by even if they're having some trouble because they like the league, they like the players and the media, they already love the sport. If you just show that you're willing to like, at least try to do something it's better than saying oh well um yeah sorry we can't use the press box so you guys have free tickets to the game but you're gonna have to move for ticket holders like any effort is better than mm-hmm. no effort any mm-hmm. here's the thing um i'm i'm so used to like southern hospitality and like trying to do like your best by the people that you invite to your events you know so I'm mm. like, I view this, mm, here's the thing, I I had to describe this to my sister because I was not happy about <laughs> what was going on and I needed someone to talk to about it and she was there. And I said, the CWHL invited media to their home, locked the door, said crawling through the window, kicked them off the couch. From something they were invited to. Yeah. That is a pretty accurate description. Yeah. Like, how? How can you not see the importance? And how can you, like, even just typing up the rosters and, like, just printing off a couple copies? Like, nothing fan. Just something. Oh, Tay, your audio is breaking up, by the way. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Stop fine for me. I gotta edit this later. Um, no, that's okay. Oh I mean, your 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 very good comparison was 
made all robot-y, but I think I can work with it, but... Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Shall, shall we talk about the draft that the media was not invited to? Yeah, the media was not invited to, and I couldn't follow along on Instagram because I don't use Instagram, so... Also, Instagram Live <laughs> is, like, the worst way you could ever stream something. This is my main question, and if you have an answer for me, I would love to hear it because I don't know. I've seen photos. I've seen people say two different things, and I don't know what the truth is, and I, I, I have no idea. So if you have an answer, like a definite answer, let me know. Was the draft in a tent or not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling out Hillary Knight directly. Ma'am, are you in a tent? <laughs> like like okay I also I know Hillary Knight sometimes is outspoken about things so I like all weekend I was like looking at her Twitter likes to see if she was liking anything about being in a tent I didn't find anything so mm. but like I just wanted to know were they in a tent or not because I look at the structure at like like the what the walls look like and it looks like a tent but then there's also a chandelier would a tent have a chandelier I don't know also Toronto is apparently really cold at the moment and so if they were in a tent that is awful but also none of the players are really dressed that warmly so maybe they weren't there's also heaters so why would an indoor event have these mysterious heat lamps Ottawa has a oh my god I'm blanking on it but they have this thing where they build a bunch of cool stuff out of snow and you see these heaters around and they look exactly like the ones in that picture so why would you have heaters for outside inside I also like I don't know the location of the event like they said it was in an art gallery but that didn't really look like an art gallery it was not I really hope that was not an art gallery that's a real sad looking art gallery yeah and I have so many questions except for mainly one question was the all-star draft intent (laughs) oh that's our title (laughs) I think I just I don't know I don't know. And the fact that no one will clearly definitively say, no, it was not, makes me suspicious. Uh, should we move on? I guess. I guess. Mm-hmm. But honestly, that question is going to keep me up at night. But yeah, we could move on. So we should move on from the CWHL to the NWHL because some sad stuff happened. And also some odd stuff happened. So uh, Sarah Casorso went out with a bang, huh? Oh, she did. <laughs> you really did. Do you want to talk about that, Tay, since you know more about... I will talk end. about it. I cool. will. I was at work, though, so I didn't get to watch this game either. Oh, no! It's fine. Um, so Sarah Casorso announced that she was retiring um, at the end of last week's game. Uh, kind of sad. But no one got the chance to be sad because before, was it second period, I believe, um, was over, she she got into a fight with Madison Packer. She got ejected. (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny. She went out with a fight. With Madison Packer, too. Melissa Burgess, I believe. Of the Victory Press. Um, mm-hmm. In like WHL weekend wrap, wrap up. She talked to 
Tassorso. Okay, she talked to Melissa Burgess after the game. And you can read this on the Victory Press. People link it. She said that they have some... She, Packer and I, we have a bit of history. And she said there had been some friendly exchanges already in the game. And I think that was just a bit of a boiling point. She had Packer pinned against the boards. And the next thing she knew, her <laughs> helmet was off and she'd been ejected. So... That was that was it. So we, there is some history. Um, oh, oh my god! <laughs> in the Isabel Cup final, I guess. Yeah, she's referring to the hit she laid in the Isabel Cup final that injured Packer's shoulder, and mm. she got twelve minutes of penalties on the play. So yeah, I guess there is a history between them. What an icon! What a way to go! And then, and then, um, and then, Packer got suspended for this fight and um apparently she doesn't really know like what rules the nwhl is using and the nwhl doesn't seem to know what rules the nwhl is using no one seems to know so first rule of the nwhl is there are no rules (laughs) (laughs) oh there's rules when they decide there's rules apparently yeah and they'll never tell anyone what they are uh, I heard, I heard, I'm going to try and find, like, because I th- this has definitely been talked about before, because, like, a player going and saying, yeah, we don't have a rule book is kind of a big deal for a league that's, what, like, four years in? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, apparently, they might be using uh, international rules or NCAA rules or even NHL rules. And, like, they've taken from all of them. And it's not definitive what they do. And then they've made up their own. Like, the having benches closed while play is on, which is, like, I think that's a fine safety thing because, like, people get yeah. hurt. But, mm-hmm. like, they just include all this, ver- like, all this stuff. And then there's all their other stuff. And we don't know what it is. And the players don't what it- don't know what it is. And it seems like the league doesn't know what it is. I think I'm, like, completely speculating here. And also, I've never played hockey, so I'm, like, extremely speculating here. <laughs> but it might be an issue with who they're getting as referees for the games and what rules they're used to operating off of. That yeah. could be a source of the inconsistency. True. And I know they've reached out to um, NHL PA or like something to do with NHL player safety to ask them to revise, like review various things. Mm-hmm. So it really depends. Like, who are they using for that? Are they consistently going to the same people to get these reviews? Are they using the same refs? Do the refs know what the rules are? Yeah, because, I mean, if you get someone that's used to refing with, like, NCAA rules and one week and then someone who's used to refing with, like, international rules the next, that is going to be kind of inconsistent. And it also, like, I don't know where they get these refs from. Do y'all know? I have I have no idea. No. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, in, this is not the NWHL, but, like, in Calgary for Inferno Games, I believe all the refs are, like, hockey canada related mm-hmm. now but also calgary is in like the canada olympic park yeah that's where the inferno play so that might like i don't know if usa hockey has like a referee program or i don't know anything about usa hockey except for that hillary knight is good at it um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah there's a um erica l ayala is that how i say her name ayala Okay, I'm pretty sure I say that after I say anyone's name. Is that how you say that? Um, So on her website, she posted an article about this. 
and she talked to Madison Packer and I would tell you the quote from Packer but Alice just told me I'm not supposed to swear um <laughs> so go read that um so she said that she reached out to the league about the rules whether they're using NCAA or IHF rules um or like specifically NWHL rules she wasn't given a specific answer so well, that's worrying yeah like do they even know what they're they might not they, like, okay and this this is what like surprised me and seemed like the shadiest to me was that like the league also noted there is still a player safety committee and that players and teams have the right to appeal a decision by the committee However, in the case of Packer, she did not have a hearing and was instructed she is not able to appeal. That's weird. That is so weird to me. Is Anya still head of um, the NWHL Players Association? I I think so. I I haven't seen anything else about it, so I'm assuming she still is. Yeah. They Mm. need to step up. I mean, both players associations, but, like, again, bargaining power is kind of limited when... Yeah. Oh, also, apparently, I read this yesterday, but I'm reading it again, and I'm, like, realizing new things. (laughs) So, like, Packer says that she was informed that after the game, the ref went back and changed the call. And she doesn't Mm. know of any other league where that's allowed. That's weird. That's real weird. Yeah, I don't like that. (laughs) I don't get it. Oh, can I say this thing that I should have said before? Yes. When you're talking about the COHL game. I said this in the Discord, which, by the way, we have a Discord for our podcast that you can join, where I say even more ridiculous things than I say on the podcast. Link will be in the show notes, also on our Twitter. Yes. So, when I was reading all this, like, how the COHL was treating the media nonsense, I was like, somebody should tell the COHL that just because they're sponsored by Gong Show doesn't mean they have to be one. (laughs) i read that a few days ago and it still cracks me up also by the way tate have you heard the phrase gong show before because apparently that's a canadian thing um i know that it is a brand and that is how the brand that amanda kessel is um using for a clothing line yes that is true i will (laughs) for any american listeners who have not heard this term before i will give you the urban dictionary definition the official authority on words <laughs> <laughs> so it's like oh wait can i say this i'm not supposed to swear uh you can say it and maybe i'll like humorously beep it out so gong show is a word originating in the canadian junior hockey culture generally <laughs> regarding the shitstorm that takes place after the games so it's like it was a big mess it was a big kerfuffle. It's basically a big disorganized mess. Is what a gong show is. And also yes. the clothing brand that sponsors the CDOHL. They do have <laughs> nice hats. They do. Mm. Apparently I, they sell out really fast. Yeah, I remember um, when the Blades announced that they were moving from Boston to Worcester. And so this was before that was announced. Gong show on like an unfortunate coincidence or whatever announced that they were having like they were making CWHL hats and then everyone immediately noticed oh hey the USA team doesn't have a hat what's up with that and they're like oh we're gonna make one and then everyone was like why didn't you make one originally and then the blades announced they were changing like both their location and their logo and everyone was like oh okay that makes sense 
but they didn't explain it, which was just hilarious. Like, I think might have been a miscommunication or something, but it was really funny to me in retrospect. Yeah. Like, thank God they got a new logo, though. Oh, so much better. (laughs) Thank goodness. Oh, Um, okay. So we should we should talk about continuing in this theme of things that annoy us. The Riveters coach. That's just my statement. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. Velischek? Is that what his name is? Uh, See? There I go again, not knowing how to say (laughs) someone's name and then asking right after I say it. (laughs) He, He sure is something. I'm still, like, dying over Dave Pendris wearing a Fire Randy hat. And then, like... Randy came into the bathroom <laughs> at the same time as Dave. <laughs> wearing the hat. Legends only. We don't like we don't know if Randy noticed. I don't think Dave even knows, but I do, I think that's so funny. There's so like I love the fact that he made a hat that said fire Randy. Oh, that's the thing that's been going on because he's a terrible coach. And uh, so there's been like the hashtag fire Randy going around on Twitter. And so he made a hat that said fire Randy. He wore it to a game. He saw Randy apparently wandering around in the lobby before the game when, you know, if you're a coach, you're supposed to be coaching, presumably. Yeah. And then ran into him in the bathroom wearing a hat that said fire him. Like, <laughs> there's so <laughs> many levels and it's so good. Honestly, what really elevates this is that David put bathroom in quotation marks. Yes, that, that frightened me. I was concerned. <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, oh, man. That- did we talk about the fact that Randy says that all hockey teams use the same systems? Oh, oh we no, have not. That- oh, that's... Oh, man. Like, I think we've talked about many hockey systems we don't understand, so we can we can safely say. I don't even really know what a hockey system is, and I think I might be a more competent coach than Randy. Many people would make a more competent coach than Randy. I'm just I'm not I'm just not sure like if he really understands how it works. Like I don't even I don't know how he was <laughs> as a player. I don't know if he was good. Or anything, but even if he was, that doesn't necessarily translate into being a good coach. Like I know, I know. Like for listeners who might not be following what's going on, it sounds like we're being really mean to him. But it's been like a chronic problem where he just says, "You can look this up." Like he said things in interviews that are like, "Oh, everyone uses the same system." Oh, it sucks that these players with part-time jobs have to commit to their jobs that pay them their rent, and like. Well, he, that's not a direct quote, but he'll say things like, oh, I guess, you know, this player had to choose her work over her game. And I'm like, yeah, because, like, she needs to make rent because she lives in New York. Oh, speaking of choosing, like, work, full-time paying jobs over hockey, like, one thing I didn't enjoy about, like, the game was the whole thing gave me serious Liz Knox is going to retire after this season vibes, and I'm not mm. ready for it. I love her too much. Aww. They were doing a press conference before the game. She was saying, like, at this point in my career, it means so much to me 
and like to be captain and for my teammates to want me to do this. And then on the broadcast, the whole time they they were like talking about how she wants to be like a full time firefighter. And I'm just like, she's going to leave us and I'm not ready. Mia Dinch has announced that she's retiring at the end of this season to go to law school. Aww. She's going to be I mean, so like, successful, but I'm going to miss her so much. Right? Yeah, I have a, I think I have a, do I have a Mio Dench jersey or is that a different player? Oh, I need to get one. <gasps> I'm ordering one right now. As we and This is another reason that women's hockey players need a livable wage because them retiring early is just so sad. Mm-hmm. For, for so many, like both for us as fans, but also like the wasted potential of like what they could do is just really a bummer and you know like it sucks for them a lot too like you got to pick between this thing you really love and you wish you could do and you know there are people out there making millions of dollars but for a variety of factors you got to retire because you can't pay rent and you Mm got to pick like Mm -hmm. this job maybe and like you can tell like a lot of them do like their full-time jobs it just sucks that they have to like, they don't have a choice in what they can choose yeah. to do, you know? Like, they can't pick one or the other because one or the other, there's only one other they can pick. hmm Shall we talk about the whale, since that's your team, Alice? What about the whale? Oh, oh, I missed this. I didn't get to watch it because I had oh, to... Okay. I, I heard about it, but I was... It was, like, the one game I wanted to watch, and then I did not. Okay. <sighs> yeah. So, um... If you are expecting the scores, I cannot help you. I do not know them. (laughs) (laughs) But the Whale played, I believe, the Whitecaps this weekend. So the main, like, takeaway, I guess, for the Whale, as if things weren't bad enough for them already, uh, Mary Raisinen sustained an injury during the game and left the game. I haven't seen video footage, so I don't know exactly what it looked like. Um, but based on what I read from like reporters who were at the game and um, um, other fans on Twitter, it looked really serious at first. But now, according to Melissa Burgess' weekend recap on the Victory Press, it is just a bruised calf. So she may not actually miss any time, which could be good news for the whale because they need the help. We do. No we really, we really do. <laughs> so uh, like we definitely hope she's OK, both for her sake and the sake of the whale. That was, like, the big thing that happened to the whale this weekend. It's just all downhill. I love them so much, but, like, please, you need to do something. We're drowning, which is ridiculous because we're whales. What what do you think their name is going to be after they get moved to Pittsburgh? Well, it's still going to be the whale, obviously, and they're not (laughs) even going to change the colors because, like, that'd be awful. Yeah, if N has shown us anything, is they do not do well with black and yellow jerseys. Oh, sorry, black and gold. I feel I'm. I honestly feel bad for players on the Pride for having to wear those jerseys. Like, I'm sorry, they are not good, even a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think the logo is an improvement over the old one, if only because the old one was so plain. You can't just put words on a jersey and call it a logo. And they got after the first season, the Riveters were had like a fan vote for which logo be, like, they were going to go with logo except with like still the box around it because they weren't with the devils yet and or it was either that or like just diagonal lettering saying riveters oh that would have been so awful it's like that's not a logo it's just letters yeah i have a shirt this is rivers and a di- diagonal and hashtag best castle on the back and but like that's that's like 
that's an alternate thing. That's like a special thing you pull out because it's like a nostalgic throwback or whatever. Because like they were with, they were like New York at that point. They hadn't moved to uh, the metropolitan area, even though it's the Devils. <laughs> but yeah, that was bad. The whale have a very cute logo though, and I appreciate that. They do. They that's, do. That's what won me over. Also, I like blue and green. See, I like blue and green, and then I'd like purple, but um, unfortunately, it seems like everyone in women's hockey, and hockey as a whole, I will say, are cowards, because there are so few colorful jerseys out there. We should have more purple. I think the AWIHL has purple. We should have that. Got it for all-star games, because we can only share one color scheme. Oh, also, for those of you who don't know, Alice also loves the whale because she just loves whales. In I love whales so much. They are great and they are very big, which means they're <laughs> full of even more love. So we're going to move on. Yeah, we're going to move on to question period. Can I just first say one thing? Yes, yes. Okay, so uh, question period. We have not had one in a while. Um, most of that is because question period is based on the number of questions we get from listeners so if you want us to have a question period if you have questions send them on in we are happy to answer them because we love to talk about hockey and hockey related things so if you want to be featured on the pod and want to be a part of it through question period by all means send us your questions they can be serious you can ask us you know what our goal song would be if we were hockey players not that we'll have a good answer for you, but you can still ask that. <laughs> so this question comes from one of our patrons, Abby. Thank you so much, Abby. And it is, uh, I'm going to read it out. Do you think that after everything we saw with the CWHL All-Star draft and game, that teams and the league might try and get things together better when it comes to the media and press access to cover their events? And if so, is there an ideal as to what that might look like in terms of everyday coverage? That's a really good question. And it's something I've been thinking about. I mean, I want to think that after this weekend and after like the Writers Association issued that statement, that the league would like try to get things together more and be better in terms of like giving the media access. But also, the CHL does not have a good record in this area, like at all. So the pessimist in me is like, no, but I hope so. But I don't have high hopes. Yeah, I feel like... Hmm. Like, the league as a whole, they're really weird when it comes to... Like, we haven't even talked about things like the, you know, Gary Gary D, whatever his name is, video. Which you can follow me on Twitter for my opinions on that. Um, but, like, a lot of... A lot of stuff, a lot of negative stuff happened around the C-Division All-Star game, which as a fan, like, genuinely sucked to see that because, like, I want to have fun and I watched the game and I I really enjoyed it and I had a good time and I wish that it hadn't been surrounded by things like knowing the media had to, like, was kicked out of seats by children because the league announced super late that they didn't have access to the press box. You know, like, things like that. And I want to have fun, but at the same time, the league is really weird when it comes to dealing with criticism. Like, they'll either not acknowledge it or maybe not be aware of it, or they'll kind of act as though it's, like, the other person's fault for having expectations or for seeing things a certain way. Which is, like, it's, again, the league as a whole, because I really think the players 
want things to be better is if you listen to like what they actually want to say when they're not being railroaded by mainstream media to talk about one league every single time uh like they want to have consistent like you know game related coverage they want to have consistent stuff so i'd be interested to see if individual teams like gms um and players try and step up in some sort of way more than they have like um not to say they haven't been like again like the players do a really good job of advocating for themselves because again they have stuff to say and it's unfortunate that everything is the way it is but i would hope that players and maybe individual teams sort of try and reach out to local press more the league as a whole, like they've been again, they've been really weird, and so much of it's because they don't talk about things. But yeah. I don't know. Like the thing that just like confuses me, like just like baffles me the most, is the league, the players, everyone who's involved in like professional women's hockey. They're always saying we want more coverage. We want the media to talk about us more. Then why do you make it so hard for them? Like, stop begging Sportsnet to throw you a bone once in a while and instead make your sport accessible to people who are already putting in the time and effort to cover you and do a great job at it and actually know what they're doing, have experience with the league, and, like, actually, like, talk about things that the players want to talk about. Like, there was a CBC posted an article, like, um, higher wages and one league were on the players' minds at the CHL All-Star game and someone, again, I did that thing where I don't bookmark a tweet and then I don't remember. <laughs> Somebody who was there after the game talking to players retweeted it or commented on it and said, actually, there were players at the game who specifically requested that they just wanted to talk about the game and the All-Star weekend and not about like one league and all that stuff. And the reason it was on the players' minds is because they were asked about it anyway. Oh, I found it. So Erica Ayala um, responded to this this tweet with a, it was on their mind, in quotes, because they were asked. And one player actually answered that she'd like to focus on the All-Star game before being asked again. I'm going to find, okay, what, where is it? Where is it? Because someone gave a really funny response. Oh, here we go. At uh, Puckish underscore on Twitter tweeted, uh, fix that headline for them. <laughs> and wrote in like red uh, editing, you know, wrote in red over it merger talk equality on players players is crossed out and equality on this writer's mind at the all-star at the (laughs) all-star game and at all other events apparently (laughs) which is just it's so true they just want to talk about this one thing so they're railroading and like picking quotes of like oh if we keep asking them about it they're going to give us something and then we could ignore literally everything else that they're talking about when they have legitimately good things to say Brienne Jenner was like um me I got like better questions when I was playing in college than I do playing professionally like that's so terrible it is it is and then of course it doesn't help that the CWHL is alienating the media that actually covers their league properly I think I remember what I was gonna say earlier please say it so I was saying how I think it's really interesting where they chose to spend their money for this and I don't know if they're going to maybe focus on more local media in the future I think they should but I think it's interesting to look at how drastically like smaller the crowd size was for this all-star game compared to last year's and they like 
had so many more resources that were they were trying to use to advertise like they had that um comedian video they had mitch marner like tweet something there was so much that you would think would maybe help or like you would like hope like mainstream like important people like like celebrities kind of i don't know um would give Uh. attention to women's hockey but that happened and there was like so many like the attendance was just so down this year i don't know like i feel like they made a mistake in alienating all of the local media that would have covered that or would have written pieces leading up to the games the games like there are more than one and I, I hope that they learn from this because the fact that they alienated the people that out of area fans look to to talk about what's going on um, led to the whole thing just kind of having a sour taste because they weren't happy. So mm-hmm. what they're talking about comes from like a place of not being happy, like having to be super stressed out and figure out the rosters during warmups. And so obviously, like, the people who are reading what they're saying, like, they're not having a good perception of the event. It's just, it it just kind of, it's a domino effect. And I really, really hope the CWHL learns from this and doesn't do that in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember following all, like, the reporters and, like, their their coverage. And it's just... <sighs> Like, I could tell they wanted to be able to cover this. Like, they like they were before, like, a month or so before, genuinely excited to go. And then yeah. leading up to it, it was just, like, we're frustrated because basic things aren't being done. So then it turned into, like, oh, yay, the All-Star Game's coming up to... The All-Star Game is happening, and we don't know what's going on. So, like, it turned into this whole, like, negative stew. So then you get, like, instead of these reporters who have reaches beyond like just the CWHL because they cover other things as well. Mm-hmm. And people like people will follow individual reporters and follow their writing. So mm-hmm. then you lose all those potential like fans who might've driven in from out of town, you know, to go see a game. But instead they're like, Oh, well they don't seem too happy about it. So like, I'm not going to bother. And because there's so many outside um, people talking about it, you also don't get that like, attention on the players which is what i know the players have been wanting they've been wanting to push like player personality um or like individual fan bases and they're not doing that that was like another thing like i know i talked about before that they were they for like talking to the coaches they were really only talking to the men Mm -hmm. instead of like the female coaches that were there could they not have like mic'd up a player or something like put the focus on the players not these like guests who are going to show up for one game in their entire life. Jerry D isn't going to come to every COHL game, I'm sure. But, but yeah, that's like the thing. I think they, they they tried to get like celebrities and people outside because I think they were trying to draw on new fans. But I think what they should have done, like this is again from just like my fan perspective, because I live like four or five hours away. Maybe I could have gone. Maybe I will in the future. It didn't work out uh this uh like it didn't work out this time like i couldn't plan for it but you know people will make the trek to go if it's exciting so i think what i would have wanted to see from them and i what what i hope to see in the future is them like looking to like solidify the fan base they have in Mm -hmm. addition and then like like getting new people to like getting new fans is like in addition to that i get they have to continue expanding their fan base like i get that's a thing but when it comes to all-star games, like people want to go because they want to see like the players they like on their teams, like 
play, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think what they should have done and what I hope they do is reach out to that fan base and get the fans excited for the players, which is what they didn't do. They're like, oh, yeah, the bare naked ladies are going to sing the national anthem. Great. Come to our game. Like, people aren't going to do that. I'm sorry. Like, I love the bare naked ladies, but I'm not going to like if I've never heard of the CWHL in my life, I'm not going to go to a game just to see them sing the anthem. The only piece of marketing that they did that I was excited about was when they had the um the partnership video thingy with the Maple Leafs with Mitch Warner and Austin Matthews that was like that was it like they came out like they came out swinging with that piece and then it was like downhill like the excitement levels just dropped off after that like those videos should have aired or like been posted closer to the game Yes. It was, like, so, like, far before. Like, people have kind of, I guess, maybe forgotten about it. Mm -hmm. And also, like, okay, the Jerry D video and my John Mulaney voice. We don't (laughs) have time to unpack all of that. (laughs) Um, It didn't go over well. I think their first mistake was overestimating how famous Jerry D is. Um, cause not, cause even a lot of Canadians don't even know who he is. Like, I think if people were more familiar with him and like knew that he knew the players and like knew what his style of comedy is like, not that it's that funny, even if you do know, but like, it could have gone over a lot better. Or if he had just made a video, like Tessa Benham was like, Hey, on our Instagram, if you're not doing anything this day. Or if you are, cancel those plans. Go to the CHL All-Star game. <laughs> and, like, his video just, like... Or or that one random guy who I think he might have been somewhat well-known. I still don't know who this person is. I don't even know if they're that popular. Uh, but I do know that his name is Sean Cullen. And he has 100,000 Twitter followers. So, like, some people know who he is. And he just, he gave, like, this super simple video, and I, like, even though it was just him recording on, like, his phone or whatever, like, he's holding it in his hand, there's, like, a Team Canada jersey behind them, behind him, and he just, he's super simple, he just, you know, gives the information, and then at the very end, he gives this little, come on, be a part, and if you can't be a part, be together. And it's just, like, a funny little pun at the end, like, that's all you need. And, like, that worked, that worked so, like, for me, I found that way, way better. Like, even though it was, like, simpler and shorter, like, mm-hmm. I found it cute. I found it cute and funny, and, like, he was still interacting with, like, the league on his Twitter after that video was posted. And I think mm-hmm. that's how they should have done it for however they did it, because, like, I think it should have been more organized, and I think they should have done, like, had more effort into how it was filmed, because I think it would have been better if he hadn't been filming it on a webcam. Jerry D. But anyway, uh, to address the final point, uh, the final aspect of Abby's question, which you've kind of already addressed, is that we want to see the players be more actively profiled and covered in like day to day media. I know for some games, not every game, but a lot of games, there will be a writer from like the Victory Press or the Ice Garden or whoever will be like actually at the game and like documenting what's going on. So I think. Um, for that if you could even have like for the reporters who are there some kind of like a post-game scrum because I've I've been to like so many games in Calgary because I'm nuts and I I lived like two hours from there and I would drive down like every weekend the Inferno had a game when I was in Alberta so I've been to like a lot of their games 
And only like two times did I see some kind of reporter there covering the sport and getting to talk to players after games. And it was always if like their start the spark game was coming, someone from Global would be there to talk to like Jackie Pierre about it or someone from Breakfast Television. Like it was so rare. And I don't know if even in Calgary they have reporters from like more local media coming to more games but if there was some kind of availability at each game for the reporters who are there like even just providing the consistent option to have yeah instead of like having to get in line with people getting autographs to try and get a quote or something we would like to add that we are actually fans of these leaks yeah i know we complain about them a lot but like we wouldn't make an entire podcast about them if we didn't like the sport it's just we like it and we criticize it out of love and like because we know it can be better and it should and be we, better. And we want the coverage for ourselves. Like we want to have that access for a lot of us. Like we can't go to the games and in the CUHL's case, they don't stream all of them. So like being able to read about it in an article, like that is our way of accessing the game. And the league probably can't afford this, probably not either league, but like I love not to make this about the NHL, but I love like those <laughs> videos where like players will give like a tour of their house or something, or they'll like have like uh, so and so and their teammate go through this haunted house for Halloween or whatever. Like if you want to make, if you want to market players' personalities for your league, things like that would be really cool. I would pay like cold hard cash for Natalie Spooner <laughs> to show us her spoon collection. I'm not joking. <laughs> Like, even, like, as much as I hate Instagram Live, if she did an Instagram live stream of showing us her spoon collection, I would pay her money for it. I'm not joking. I would do it. (laughs) And on that note, I think we should wrap this up. So that's going to do it for us today, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at Woho Radio. We also have a Tumblr at Unofficial Woho Radio. And we also have a Patreon page. uh, Patreon. Uh, where we have a bunch of cool stuff. I right now I put up as of today a um, a post about how we started the podcast. We also have some bloopers. If you join at the three dollar level, you get stickers. There's going to be a bunch of cool stuff, and it really does help us keep the show going. And we really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much. We will love you forever. And we also have a Discord. Again, link will be on our Twitter on in the show notes come hang out with us there talk to us we love having y'all there and you can follow me on twitter at yolo woho you can follow lauren at spoon nicholson that spoon is in spooner and nicholson as in mickelson and you can follow tay at ribs underscore r underscore rolling with no g and please if you want to if you want to help grow the show share us with a friend tell someone about it rate us on itunes we'll apple podcast now and again, we love you so much. Have a have a good day or night or whatever. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so dead. You can hit stop recording now.